Welcome to the Doorway to Self podcast, a metaphysical container for all things mental health, all things human, and all things psychic. Because if you're human, you're psychic. Through the power of story, the gift of psychoeducation, and shared research of the human experience, we will delve into all things metaphysics to help bring to light the truth of your being. If you're on the journey home to your golden self, this is the podcast for you. Here we go. This is the Mental Health Revolution with Rachel Leah Gerson of Doorway to Self. Hello and welcome back to the Doorway to Self podcast. My name is Rachel Leah Gerson and I am here to take you through your magic as per the usual. Just want to give a quick shout out to all of you who are tuning in. Thank you so, so much for being here. If this is your first time, welcome wholeheartedly. And if this is not your first time, thank you so much for coming back. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to listen to other episodes and specifically the episode that was launched two weeks ago has the most listens ever (laughs) of any podcast episode I've ever put out. So that was, um, it's just been amazing to watch all of you guys who have been tuning in and um, see where that has been landing. And I'm, I'm so glad the messages that have been filtering in have been so inspired and so many people um, just emailing me and messaging me with, with gratitude and with stories of inspiration. And so I just want to thank you so much for sharing those moments with me because it really means a lot that this podcast has touched so many of you and in such vivid ways. So thank you so much for that. And thank you to all of you who have left reviews. If you have not left a review on iTunes yet, um, I would highly suggest doing it if you like this podcast because it actually helps other people to be able to find it more easily when it has more reviews. So that's a fun fact. Okay, okay. So if you're listening to this podcast as it's coming out, you know that we are exactly two days out from Halloween. And I figured what better a time to record a podcast about psychic training. Um, I feel like this time of the year, psychic abilities and psychic training are talked about more so than most other times of the year. There is a reason for this. Firstly, this time of the year is highly associated with that stuff in our pop culture society um, with Halloween coming around. But also Halloween actually has stems in ancient religions and ancient spiritualities that actually show that this time of the year is a significant time to be more connected psychically, to be more connected intuitively, because this is the time of the year where we are moving from fall into winter. If you're in the Northern Hemisphere, if you're not in the Northern Hemisphere, then you're moving from spring into summer. It's this in-between time. Um, And likewise, uh, the 1st of May is also going to have this similar 
energy to it, it's right in between in the northern hemisphere, spring and summer, or in the summer, southern, hem, southern hemisphere <laughs> between fall and winter. And it's this in-between time that's so important, right? Because this is truly when we are accessing the powers of death or birth or both because truly they're one and the same when one thing dies somewhere it's being reborn in some other place or way or form and it's because of that in between that we're able to access other in-betweens such as our psychic abilities such as these senses that we each have access to as humans because humans are made of energy and therefore we have ability to access the ability to perceive those energies. If you're human, you're psychic. You've heard me say it before and if you haven't, you're definitely going to hear me say it again. I seem to be tripping over my words a little bit in today's podcast. I blame Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> I also blame the fact that, as you know, if you listened to the last episode, I uh, just completed a move. So I'm a little bit whacked out today, but here we are up and running and I am going to do my best to record this episode and get it out to you guys in tip-top shape. So what are five ways to strengthen your psychic abilities. Let's just jump right in. So I'm going to um, start out with the one that you guys have heard me say over and over and over again. At this point, you might even feel lectured at. <laughs> you really might. The first one is know thyself. And there are several facets of this. And this might sound really redundant to you. And you might be like, what? How does this, how does knowing yourself, how does knowing myself strengthen my access to my psychic abilities and the answer is tenfold <laughs> um not actually i'm gonna break it up into four parts for you guys so the first one as uh, again many of you have probably heard me say is know your essence if you know your own energy it's going to make it much 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 easier and faster to be able to discern what is yours, what is not, and therefore to be able to discern, am I tapping into another energy or is this my own energy? Am I tapping into psychic information here that is my own or that is not my own? So it's going to make it really simple and really easy for you. So know thyself, know your essence. The other part of that is know your abilities. And this is something that I talked about in the Psychic Abilities 101 episode. So if you haven't listened to that, definitely go back and tune into that. Um, when you know your abilities, then you know exactly what you're perceiving and how you're perceiving. Um, and with that, you can also understand or begin to understand how, they, how those abilities present within you as well. So for instance, I know that I am clairsentient, meaning that I have the ability to feel the energy between myself and others or between myself and other spaces. Um, and I know that if somebody is talking about me, my ear is going to burn. I'm using this because this is a really common example. If you have clairsentience and specifically if you also happen to be clairaudient, so you, if you have that psychic hearing, um, a lot of the times it will manifest as your ears getting hot. So I know that if my ears get hot 
It means that somebody is talking about me or listening to my podcast or watching something that I put on social media or something. They're, they're having some sort of psychic interaction with my energy and they're having thoughts about it or they're speaking about it. So I know that, right? And, and that gives me a lot of access to my power then to be able to perceive what's happening in the psychic world. So if you, if I know my energy and I know, oh, okay, I'm tapping into the fact that this is not me, right? This does not feel like my energy that's making my ears burn. This does not feel like it's just, you know, a hundred degrees in the house or outside or something. I don't keep my house at a hundred degrees, but you know, just stick with me here. Um, you know, I know that it's not caused by temperature. So what is this? And I can tap in and say, oh, okay, this is someone else. And if I get really, really good at knowing my essence, if you get really, really good at knowing your essence, you're going to begin to also be able to start discerning what other people's energies feel like as individuals. So you might be able to start saying, oh, that feels like my mom's energy. Oh, that feels like my aunt's energy. Oh, that feels like my uh, best friend's cousin's energy. I don't know. Right. And you'll be able to start pinpointing so that if you have a sensation like those burning ears, you might be able to tap into your ears and feel the energy that is connecting with that with that space and say, whose energy is this? And really tap into this. You guys, this is about research. This is about really researching yourself. Knowing thyself means researching thyself, right? So you have to, well, you don't have to, but your your psychic abilities are going to be the most strengthened if you sit with them, if you spend time with them, if you spend time with every iteration of how things happen energetically, how you are interacting with the energy world to be able to say, oh, okay, I'm seeing things, seeing things. I have clairvoyance. Um, when am I seeing things? I've had people who have told me that at certain times of the day, they'll experience clairvoyance, whereas at other times of the day, they'll experience clarescence, psychic scent, you know, or perhaps, um, you know, being with certain people, they'll experience certain clairs, whereas being with others, they might experience others. I have learned about myself that when I'm working with a client, I get psychic perception based on what their strongest abilities are or what their most used abilities are. So for instance, if I have a client who's very clairvoyant, I will receive understandings for them and from them through visions or through colors or through images. And if I'm working with a client who is perhaps more clairempathic, right, they're an empath, they take on other people's emotions or physical sensations as their own, I might feel their stuff. And that's how the session goes is I'll, I'll say, oh, you have an ache in your heart or, you know, something like that. So that's what I've learned about myself. And I know that a lot of people operate in that similar fashion as well. So when you begin to know how you operate, what your essence is, and then you're able to, from there, be able to start discerning what other people's essences and energies feel like, you'll be able to start filtering through your abilities, understand how they present within you, within your body, within your energy, within your sphere, how they come to you, um, 
I've had several clients start to take journaling notes. And by the way, I apologize if there's some background noise today, you guys. I'm recording from a new space, and so things might sound a little bit uh, a little bit different. I'm trying to play with some of these um, new noises that are. <laughs> here so just bear with me as I as I continue to figure that out and I thank you for your patience on that and your grace anywho when you begin to tune into yourself and really research yourself and understand how it is that you operate that's when your psychic abilities are going to begin to strengthen even more because you have at that point become empowered through the education of yourself you are educating yourself on yourself. And from there, you can have the jumping off point. It's kind of like saying, oh, okay, if you know your um, times table, or well, if you know numbers, if you know what numbers look like and how they operate, it's going to be easier for you to learn timetables, right? Um, so this is the same idea. If you know your essence, if you then start to understand what other people's energies and essences feel like as individuals, if you know what your psychic abilities are, if you know how those abilities manifest in your being, in your life, in your time frames, if in your um, interactions, etc., it's going to give you a jumping off point to then be able to tap in even further, even deeper, and even stronger. So... There's that. Along with that, it's important to know where your ethics and boundaries are as well. Because as you begin to strengthen your abilities, the universe is going to also test you. Oh, okay, is this something psychically that you want to interact with? So I would recommend that if you are just starting out the psychic work, if you're just beginning the psychic work, I would highly recommend that you write out what your ethics are. Are you somebody who engages with the darkness? And I don't mean the shadow world. I don't mean, I mean, all of that's really important. I'm talking darkness with a capital D. I'm talking evil, right? Are you somebody who engages with that or who is willing to engage with that? That might be something to set a boundary with if you are not wanting or willing to engage with that or wanting that to engage with you. And I'm not saying that in a judgmental tone. I'm saying that as somebody who used to engage with that and understands that world very, very well and understands the danger of it. And so this is part of, I mean, this recommendation comes from vast experience, you guys. Um, so you might want to take a look at that. Also setting boundaries with other people. When are you allowing them to enter your energetic sphere? Or vice versa, do you feel that it's ethical for you to be able to tap into anybody's energy anywhere? Are you somebody who utilizes energy cords or hooks? If you don't know what those are, you can go back and listen to that episode. Fine-tune your ethics, fine-tune your boundaries. That's going to make it easier to be able to tap into the spaces that you want to tap into psychically and also for things to psychically come to you that are in alignment with what you are wanting to receive. Of course, there's a lot of shadow work to be done around that. So if you're still receiving things that you don't want to receive and you feel like you've set those boundaries, you really might want to take a look at um, some arenas around that. But 
Um, that's an entirely other episode. So for the time being, if you want to book a session with me and we can start doing that work together and kind of diving through those shadows and understanding why things that come from evil or things that are um, scary or fear-based are finding you out still, even if you have set specific boundaries with them, um, that is work that we can do together. So definitely get a hold of me um, through my website, doorwaytoself.com, or you can email me, doorwaytoself at gmail.com, and we can set something up. So there is that. Okay, so that's number one, know thyself. Number two, ground into your body and onto the earth. Now, this might sound a little bit strange because we're used to this idea of the psychic world being outside of the body, outside of the physical. It is pure quote-unquote energy. Well, what is the physical body other than energy? It's just a physical manifestation of it. It's just a solid form of energy. When we leave our bodies it actually gives us less control over ourselves and therefore less control over our psychic abilities and experiences. I did an entire episode on grounding. Definitely go check it out because it's going to give you the tips and tools that are going to help you to get in your body. This is so important. And not only is it important to be able to anchor ourselves so that we can have more control over ourselves, over our energies, over our abilities, it also gives us more grounds, no pun intended, to be able to experience the psychic world. Because like I said, the body is a physical manifestation of energy. So you'll be able to learn how to tune into your body, into those physical sensations, emotional emotional sensations that have manifested physically, energetic sensations that have manifested physically. You'll be able to tune into those spaces and sit with those spaces and ask those spaces, what are you trying to teach me? What are you trying to tell me? You might even discover that you have hidden abilities of clairsentience, clairempathy, clairtangency, all things that live in the physical body that maybe otherwise you didn't know that you had. So ground into your body and onto the earth. The earth is another way for us to be able to really reach into our psychic senses. We are of the earth and from the earth. When we tap into the earth and specifically the earth cycles and rhythms. And again, this is so important being that we are at this pinnacle of the year that we are at the exact in between between the autumnal equinox and the winter solstice, the exact in between tuning into nature's cycles is going to be epic for strengthening your psychic psychic senses and abilities. Because like I said, this time of the year, things are thinner. The quote unquote metaphorical veil between worlds, between our physical 3D reality and everything beyond that is really thin. Which means that we have more access to our psychic abilities at this time of the year than most other times of the year. Just energetically speaking. If you are in tune with nature cycles, you'll be able to say, oh, okay, you know, we're here at this in-between point. 
I might want to do some more psychic training stuff at this time, or it might be really important for me to do extra grounding and clearing and protection at this point, or it might be important for me to focus more inward than outward at this point, etc. So ground into your body, ground onto the earth. That's two. Not only that, but also the earth can act as an ally for us. And I'll talk about that in uh, number five that's coming up. Hmm. Number three, meditation. Specifically, meditation surrendered, uh, centered around routine or ritual. So what I mean by that is I will give you an example and many of you know this. It is very important for me every single morning I wake up and I have my routine where I greet all of the elements, the elementals, the directions, and my guides and several other things. And I spend time in that space that's both concrete and meditative for me. This is a ritual. This is a routine that I have created every single morning I do this ritual. Sometimes this ritual is two minutes. Sometimes this ritual is an hour and a half. It depends on where I'm at in my flow, where nature's at in its flow, where the energy is in general, what my day looks like ahead of me, etc. But every single morning I do that. What does that do? It actually programs the brain to get into a meditative space at that time of the day. So, if you are going to meditate, I highly suggest picking a time or several times if you meditate frequently throughout the day as I do. Pick a time or several times that are regular. I know a lot of people's situations don't allow for that. If you are somebody who works different shifts or if you are a parent who needs to be with kids who are constantly coming in and out of the room, things like that, um, I totally understand and respect that. So do it based on your waking sleeping cycle as I do because my day is very cyclical as well. It definitely, I, I'm not somebody who even eats at the same time every day. So, um, you know, that's why I do mine every day when I wake up every day before I go to bed. Um, and then most days I also do some form of meditation after I eat lunch. So every single day, you know, and that might be my lunch, my lunch meditation might happen at one o'clock, might happen at five o'clock. I eat lunch at different times every, every single day. I know that's really frowned upon, but, um, you know, that's what works for me and my body. So that's what I do. My point is, is that it still works in the brain for the brain to recognize, oh, okay, this is meditation time. And so literally what happens is your entire body vibrates at that frequency of knowing it's going to meditate and then therefore automatically prepares itself to do the meditation. Your pineal gland begins to secrete, your aka your third eye begins to open even more. Um, your cells begin to buzz a little bit and start to get into that state where, you know, they're in that in between. So 
it makes it a regular routine. And as you have that regular meditation routine, it actually helps to become more in tune to your body and more in tune to your psychic senses. Because what you're doing is basically you're creating a routine for your body to have active, normal secretions from your pineal gland. Your pineal gland sits right behind your third eye and it's responsible for secreting the chemicals that allow us to have psychic experiences. Along with this, the pineal gland is divisive in our sleep cycle. And because of that, it's very connected to light. So when you meditate, being sure that you are in some sort of area that has dim lighting. Now, if any of you have had a session with me, you'll know that I conduct my sessions in the dark by candlelight. That's what I do because that helps to um, activate that pineal gland so that it is secreting and that third eye is opening. Every single night before bed, I light a candle. I lay by candlelight, candlelight, I lay by candlelight and I meditate by candlelight. That is my routine because it helps to basically awaken the body to that meditative state. Likewise, if you're trying to do psychic work at all, you're going to want to do it in dim lighting or by candlelight or by moonlight or by firelight, something that is dimmer because that's what's going to help activate you. Which then brings me to number four. What are some psychic exercises that help? (laughs) Um, Obviously, the exercises I've already stated, um, or, or excuse me, the numbers I've already stated have exercises they are exercises in and of themselves. Meditation is an exercise. Is exercise Grounding is an exercise. Knowing thyself and researching thyself, those are all exercises. But I'll give you some more specifics because I know that that's what you guys crave and want. So we'll dive into the fun stuff now. So the first one I want to talk about is a third eye strengthening exercise. Um... So I had mentioned candlelight. This is one of my absolute favorite exercises in the world. And if you've ever worked with me, you've probably done this with me at some point. Well, maybe not. But those of you who have done psychic training sessions with me most likely have. You are going to safely light a candle. Please note the emphasis on safely. Safely light a candle. And turn all of the lights off. You can sit cross-legged in the dark or in a chair in the dark um, and hold the candle in your hands. I obviously uh, want to emphasize, again, this safely thing, right? So if you're holding a candle that's going to drip, make sure that you're holding it on top of a plate. If you are holding a candle that has a glass, like maybe like a votive or something like that, Um, then you might want to make sure that your hands are not going to burn if you're cupping it. If those are the cases, you can always find a table and set the candle on the table and sit in front of it. But the point is, is that you want to be able to have the flame at eye level. So you're going to sit and you're going to breathe. You're going to connect to your breath, obviously being careful not to blow out the candle as you're connecting to your breath. And as you are gazing into the flame, 
you're going to allow your eyes to go slightly soft, but still continue to focus on the flame. And then you're just going to sit there. And what this does is it activates, again, just majorly activates the pineal gland. So basically you're asking your body to secrete psychic senses. That's essentially what's happening at this point. Um, as you're just strengthening that. And you're also strengthening your eye muscles through this exercise as well. By allowing them to um, go back and forth between staying soft. And um, also uh, maybe hardening at points. Um, sharpening I should say at points. Um, and also by being so focused in dim lighting. When we strengthen our physical senses, we also strengthen our psychic senses and vice versa. So this is a good thing to do. Sit with that candle and literally just stare at the flame. That's literally what it is. And then connect with it. Connect with that flame. And we'll talk more about this again in number five. But this is one of my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite ways of third eye strengthening. Um, you can also look up um, kundalini eye strengthening exercises and there are different things you can do to be able to strengthen the eye muscles which is actually also going to be strengthening your third eye as well as I just mentioned. So um, like for instance I know that there's one where and I'm not a kundalini yoga expert at all but I just know I, I did some yoga with um, Suzanne Werblow in Grand, Ra in Grand Rapids, and she's amazing. Uh, for those of you who have not taken her yoga classes, you should definitely check her out. Um, I actually think she's doing online stuff during COVID still, um, which is amazing. So if you're not in Grand Rapids, you might also want to check that out. Um, but she does um, some eye yoga as well. And um, so there's one where you can uh, close your eyes and literally just focus your eyes towards the center of your forehead. And that's going to strengthen your third eye. There's also one where you can do um, like circle your eyes around your face essentially. So you're going to start at one side and just with your eyes closed allow your eyes to roll inside the eyelid all the way around following the edges of your face. So again that's going to strengthen your eyes and then strengthen your third eye as well since your eyes are closed. So those are some good exercises to do that. Um, another exercise that I really love is the pick a card exercise and this is going to help you tremendously in terms of um, being able to know your psychic abilities and how they present within you as well. So this goes right back to that number one know thyself. Yeah. Um, so this pick a card exercise is pretty prominent in the psychic world. I know Ellen Dugan teaches it. I know Michelle Belanger teaches it. Um, I know um, several other psychic teachers definitely teach this exercise. Um, and it's because it's efficient, effective, and um, really informative. Uh, so what more could you ask for really in a psychic training exercise? Pick a card. So you're going to, you can use oracle cards um, or you can simply use playing cards. And I know most people actually will use playing cards. Um, I definitely have. So you can start simple by just understanding, is it black or is it red? Is it a black card or a red card? 
Um, and so what you would do is you would shuffle the deck. There are several different ways to do this, so I'll teach you two. One is to shuffle the deck and the card that's on top um, sitting with it um, and understanding is it black or is it red. This is where it comes into play, what are my psychic senses, right? Because this is where you can tune into yourself and understand, oh, okay, I'm getting a strange smell. Um, what is a strange smell? Oh, maybe I have some clarescence, some psychic scent, right? Maybe I have some clarescence. And so, um, you know, now I get to discern, oh, okay, so I'm getting this strange smell. And maybe you won't know if it's black or if it's red, but if you flip it over and you understand, oh, okay, this is a black card and I'm getting this smell, then the next time you're in the deck, and you get that smell, you'll be able to know, oh, this is a black card. And sure enough, you'll probably flip it over and see that it's a black card. Um, so this is how you'll know what your psychic senses are. Because if you are clear audience, maybe you'll get a certain pitch for a black card versus a red card. Or if you are clairvoyant, you might actually see the color red or black. If you are... Um, Claire Tangent, you might be able to touch the card. And by touching the card, you'll receive the information in some way, shape, or form. And that's even yet another way of discernment because Claire Tangency is one of those abilities that when that it it requires a secondary ability in order for it to work. So you would have to touch the card to receive the psychic information and then receive the psychic information through one of the other clairs. So maybe you would touch it and then just know that it's a black card. So you have some claircognizance or you'd be able to touch it and hear, oh, this is a black card, right? And, you know, whatever. So that's one way. Another way is to have, um, is to shuffle the deck and have three cards lined up um, or have somebody else with you who can choose two of one color and one of another, or if you want to get really complicated, you can have them choose three different suits of cards and then give you the prompt of, you know, pick up the hearts, right? And then you'd, you'd be responsible for floating your hand over the, the cards or touching each of the cards and getting the information of which one is the heart. And you might not get it right every time, and that's okay. Our, our, our psychic senses are not 100% correct all of the time. And that's because there's a lot of input coming in. And again, this goes back to number one, know thyself, be able to discern where your psychic senses are coming in from, right? Because you might be prompted, choose the one with the heart. Well, let's say somebody else was, <laughs> let's play, say somebody else was playing with the deck and the ace of diamonds is their absolute favorite card in the deck right? And so they've given this card a lot of love while well, hearts are associated with love. So maybe you continue to pick up this ace of diamonds and you're like, what the hell? Like I kept thinking I was picking up a heart. Well, it's because that energy of love is residual with that card. So these are some of the ways that our psychic abilities can manifest, right? And so again, that's why these exercises are so important because it's not about picking the right card necessarily. Sure, that's a really cool thing when it happens. But the point is, is to be able to document your experience as you're going through it and really recognize what's happening in my energy. What's happening in my body? Where is my perception happening at this time? So that's the pick a card exercise. And it's it can be, for some people, really great to have a partner there to do it with um, so that you can kind of test each other and also keep yourself 
accountable um, and also so that they can choose the cards. Um, but you can also get intimidated that way. A lot of people can get really intimidated that way as well. So it might work better for you to do it by yourself. And again, know thyself. So if you know where you're at and what you're doing, you'll be able to discern that a little bit more and, and figure out which way is going to be best for you. And maybe it means trying it both ways and just, again, seeing what you feel in yourself and in your body. So that's another exercise for you. The fifth and final tip I want to give you guys, the fifth and final way to strengthen your psychic ability and abilities, and obviously there are thousands of ways to strengthen your psychic abilities, but these I would say are the five most prominent. The fifth one is to form relationships. And specifically, obviously, form a relationship with yourself, which then we're going back to number one. Um, but also forming a relationship with the earth, that's number two. And forming a relationship with the spirits that live around you and on the land that you're working with. So forming a relationship with the elementals the spirits of the elements, the spirits that guard and work with the elements, form relationships with those guys, form a relationship with the ancestors, with the ancestors of the land that you are working on. When I mean that, I'm not just talking people, although that's incredibly important and definitely necessary, form a relationship with some of those ancestors, human ancestors of the land that you're working on. And also, of the plants that lived there and died there, of the trees that lived there and died there, of the animals that lived there and died there. Form a relationship with the ancestors of the land. Form a relationship with the ancestors of yourself, with past versions of yourself, your five-year-old self, your 10-year-old self, your 25-year-old self. Form relationships with that, with, with yourself as your ancestor in all of their forms. Form a relationship with your DNA ancestors. And perhaps they'll disapprove of what you're doing, but that's up to you then to do the work to clear that karma. And as you clear that karma, it's actually going to help to free them and open up your psychic senses even more. Because chances are, if they disapprove of what you're doing, they're actually probably either inviting some of those more negative entities to come in to scare you off from doing it, or they are stifling your abilities in some way, shape, or form. So form a relationship with them and really get to know why is it that they are afraid of you doing this work or that they don't like you doing this work. And then either set boundaries with them and clear the space or really get close to them and, and help them and, and help them to heal through this. And if you want to learn more about that, definitely go back and listen to the Ancestors episode of the podcast that I did in the beginning of this month, which is just incredibly potent work to be doing at this time of the year anyways. As I said, the veil is thin. Um, we are stepping from life into this time of death and rebirth. Um, and what better of a time than to work with folks who have passed over. So there's that. And lastly, form relationships with anything else you might be working with. That means forming relationships. If you're an 
herbalist or you use herbs in some way, shape or form, if you um, make tinctures or you smoke herbs or you, you know, whatever it is, form a relationship with those individual plants. If you're working with trees, form relationships with those trees. If you're working in a space with lots of trees, you're not working specifically with the trees, still form a relationship. I just moved, as you guys know, I am making a point of getting to know the two large firs that are outside of my apartment because they're beautiful and they're amazing creatures. And I know that I'm greeting them every morning when I'm doing my morning ritual. They're standing there looking at me and they're super happy to have me there because they're like, yay, we're being acknowledged um, in this concrete jungle. So it's cool, right? And, and it just it just adds a lot of meaning. And it also adds this other facet too for you of being able to discern your energy versus their energy. To be able to understand, oh, okay, this is a different energy coming into my sphere. Forming relationships with your crystals, if you work with crystals, or with rocks, if you work with rocks. With animals, if you work with animals. Y'all know about Maya, my pet snake. She is my baby girl. And every single time she sheds, it happens to be at the same time that I am bleeding. We have that relationship. We have formed this psychic bond. Form a relationship with your animals. And this also means animal spirits as well, if you're somebody who works with that. And obviously, your spirit guides. Get to know your guides. And as you get to know your guides, you can also ask for their help. And this actually goes for any of the things I just talked about. You can ask for help from your guides, from the elementals, from your ancestors, from the land, from uh, any of these other things, plants, trees, rocks, crystals, animal spirits, etc. You can ask for help to strengthen your psychic abilities, to be able to strengthen your understanding and discernment of the energy world. You can ask for that. You can ask for help. You can ask for help. If you're somebody who works with a higher power, with deities, with God, with, you know, whatever, you can form a relationship with that being or those beings and you can ask for help. You can do it. And that's going to help to strengthen your abilities. Just make sure that whomever you're working with, you are discerning of them and understanding that they are there working with you in your highest good. You are not working for them and they are not working for you. You are forming a relationship. This is symbiotic. This is mutually beneficial. So there you have it. Five ways to strengthen your psychic abilities. Know thyself. Ground into your body and onto the earth. Meditate in a routine, ritual, regular way. Your psychic exercises, which were third eye strengthening with the candle flame, doing the pick a card exercises. And form relationships with the spirits and energies that are backing your work. There you have it. I hope this was supremely helpful to you and gave you some answers and some guidance. Of course, if you want to go deeper into this work, I am around and I am very actively seeing clients once again. I know there was a break there for a long time where I was only taking on a couple people and then obviously I was moving <laughs> um, and now I'm feeling pretty cozied in. So 
If you want to do a session over Zoom or Google Hangouts or while the weather's still not too cold, if you want to meet up in Ann Arbor, I will be around. So if that is something that resonates with you, you can book directly through doorwaytoself.com or you can just email me, doorwaytoself at gmail.com and we can get things set up and begin on this incredible, incredible journey together that is so empowering and rich and magical. In the meantime, I wish you all the most incredible Halloween and Halloween blue moon, which is such a rare occurrence. I'm just already, all honestly, all through 2020, I've been waiting for this event because it only happens every uh, 18 to 38 years or something like that. So, yeah. Um, definitely basking in the glory of this. (laughs) And I hope that you guys get everything that you need during this time. This is so, so magical and potent. And uh, even if it doesn't feel like it at this point in time, I know there's a lot of crazy happening around us. You're blessed. You really are. We all are. Blessed to be here, blessed to be in this experience, blessed to be in these growing pains because, oh my goodness, what's about to come out on the other side, it's going to be really beautiful. It's going to be worth it. I feel that deeply. All right, my loves, if you want more of this good, good information, you can, of course, be sure to check me out on social media at Doorway to Self or at Rachel.Leah.Gerson on Instagram, Doorway to Self on Facebook, Doorway to Self on YouTube, or you can head over to DoorwayToSelf.com to get more information or check out the blog. That's about all for today. I love you all. I'm sending hugs energetically, if that is a consensual thing. I'm sending you luck and love in whatever rituals you may be partaking in, whatever ceremonies you might be becoming. I'm sending you so, so much love. Thank you so much for tuning into the Doorway to Self podcast, for helping to spread psychic education, and for being a part of the mental health revolution. I hope you have received exactly what you needed today for your personal growth, understanding, and healing. For more information on upcoming workshops, retreats, and online events, please go to doorwaytoself.com. Thank you, and have a beautiful rest of your day. Have a great day.